You're now listening to J House Podcast Radio in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This fuck everybody attitude ain't natural But you ain't the same, this ain't kumbaya But you got hurt cause you did kumbaya You gave him 20 million without blinking He gave you 20 minutes on stage, fuck was he thinking? Fuck wrong with everybody is what you saying But if everybody's crazy, you're the one that's insane Crazy how life works Yo, yo, what is Oh, you already know, man. I'm just getting more and more hype for the by the minute for tonight. The man, is real. It's gonna be crazy, bro. I'm excited, dude. I got a bunch of people. We're all going down the wharf. And it's gonna be a great time. It always is whenever McGregor's fighting. It always is. Every time, no doubt. Hmm. Comic concept says, "I hope Dustin smacks my uh, hope hope he smacks Connor, my guy. I don't know about that, bro. I don't think it's gonna happen tonight. I don't think it's gonna. I don't know. I don't All know right, about so that. everybody knows what we're talking about already tonight. Poirier versus McGregor, the trilogy. Um, Dana White yep. has already said that there's been more pre-buys." for this fight than any previous fight in UFC history. Um, mm-hmm. And for good reason. I mean, I don't think the stakes could be any higher in this match. Dana has already said that the winner of this fight will be first in line uh, for Oliveira. So winner of this match is the number one contender for the uh, lightweight belt. Uh, on top yeah. of that, you got two guys that straight up just can't stand each other. Uh, I'm excited. Like, I'm tripping over my words right now. I'm so excited for this. So, Eric, the big question for that I have to kick mm-hmm. this off is, and I'll actually answer first, and I'll kick it off to you, is what is on the line here tonight? For both of these guys, before we even get into the predictions for the fight, like what is on the line for these guys? I'm gonna start off with Dustin. This to me, this is what's on the line for Dustin, and this is if he loses this fight tonight. If Dustin Poirier loses, honestly, for me, it's kind of like a so what. Like, yeah, it's a big fight, and you might feel like a bit of a doofus because you gave up a title shot against Oliveira for this fight. Right. And uh, a lot of people, uh, especially the McGregor haters. Now, now very briefly, let me say this. I am a former McGregor hater. I still don't like him, but I'm not like the other people who are like, Oh, McGregor's a little bitch. He ain't never done nothing. He blah, 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 blah. I used to be like that, but, you know, after watching the Khabib fight, I was like, you know what? He he paid for it there. He paid for it. He did. Yeah, so for me, we can put that to rest. And also, this is just a little tip for everybody out there. Hating on somebody doesn't uh, who doesn't even know you exist, I mean... Come on. (laughs) 
I mean, really? Yeah. Because, yeah. So, but with Dustin, I mean, if he loses this fight, yeah, it'll it'll be a bad loss. It will be a bad loss, especially if you get KO'd. But for me, I don't think Dustin has near as much to lose in this fight as Connor does. Right. I think for me, if Connor McGregor loses this fight, it I don't know if it'll be the end of his career, but I feel very comfortable saying he will not be the draw he used to be. Yeah. I, I think this is like his last chance to I mean, I still think people will still watch him fight because you now you got guys like Nate Diaz who I think he's lost like three out of his last four fights. But he's going to yeah. keep getting big spots. Why? Because people love Nate Diaz. People are going to watch Nate Diaz fight. Uh, right. My personal opinion is, even if McGregor loses this fight, I still think McGregor Diaz 3 would do really good numbers. I still think there's a lot of people, including myself, to want to see that fight. But, dude, if Connor loses this one, I, I mean... That's two in a row, especially by knockout. If he gets knocked out in this fight, it, it, it's going to be a long way back. It's going to be a long way back. Because then Dana can't justify putting him in high-profile matches because it's like this dude's lost two fights in a row. You know, so where can Connor go from there? Um so for me, I think Connor has a lot to lose on the line tonight. I think his legacy is big time on the line tonight, uh, yeah. as it has been in every fight pretty much for Connor over the last. But ever since he became the face of the UFC, and people can get all up in their feelings about that all they want. Oh, it's only the casuals that like McGregor. Yeah, don't don't break your arm jerking yourself off saying that. Uh, <laughs> But I'm I'm serious. It's just sad. I mean, Connor's the face of the business because you know he's entertaining. But like I said, yeah. if he loses this fight, he's gonna take the biggest blow of his career to his popularity. So what do yeah. you think, Eric? What's on the line for Poirier and what's on the line for McGregor? Um, let's see. Uh, Comic Concept brought up a point before I answer the question. I think Connor's energy is off. Like he's trying to be hard. He's trying to find his old self. I mess with Connor, but going from bad. I mess with Connor, but going from bad to good and back to bad is kind of, in in my opinion. Um, to that point with yesterday's presser, I think Connor was definitely he it, it, he was a little rusty trying to get back to his old self and trash talk. Um, Dustin definitely had the two better comebacks of that press conference, so I think. Dustin won that press that press conference yesterday. But I tell you what, today, when they did the weigh-in and then the face-off, oh my gosh, Connor came up to the stage, and this man, I don't know what happened overnight, I don't know what happened last night, but I I ain't never heard Connor talk like this before when he, you know, said this man mistaked my kindness for weakness and for that he must pay he is going to pay with his life and you are nothing but a dead uh corpse in that octagon tomorrow you're dead in that octagon tomorrow and i mean it and i was like whoa 
So, like, I'll admit, Connor was rusty yesterday, but today he's back in his prime form. Trash talk, mean as a menace and all. Even got into a beef backstage with Rafael Dos Anjos, too. And uh, they got video of that. So and he called him a rat. So Connor's back. He, he it may be he may be rusty, but he's returning back to his old ways because when it's time to turn it on, he's got to turn it on to your question tonight for Dustin. It's a oh, well, if he loses, he has nothing to, you know, because this guy put on a war against Dustin Gate against uh, Justin Gaethje and just absolutely, you know, went to war. And so it's no doubt that Dustin will be a champion one day. Um, had, should he have taken the fight with Olive, with, with uh, Oliveira for the championship already? Yeah. But, I mean, when it comes to that money draw, the McGregor fight is where the money is. And so, um, so for Dustin, if he loses tonight – he can easily crawl crawl his way back, you know, crawl his way back up. He's not going to fall that far down in the rankings because he all he needs is one or two fights, and he could be easily back in that conversation. So for Dustin, you know, oh well. But for Connor, this is for all the marbles. This is legacy. This is everything, every fight he's ever been in because he has – become the face of the UFC, brought the UFC to new levels never seen before, and brought himself to prominence and brought MMA to prominence. And uh, not prominence for the first time, but, like, you know, for the, like, global, international, you know what I'm saying? Like, just from a culture standpoint, so much done for the UFC. And so I think tonight is about, you know, getting back to that McGregor we first saw, the one that was hungry, the one who, you know, who wanted to go to war because he's gotten comfortable. And he did. He got comfortable. He didn't spend that much time in the ring when he fought against Khabib and all that. I mean, octagon against Khabib. And that's no excuse for him losing. But, I mean, the dude has been, you know, doing other things outside of the octagon, outside of the UFC. And, He's gotten comfortable. Dude doesn't have to fight another day in his life if he doesn't want to. He's already, I think he sold proper Irish 12 to a, to a business group for, a num- I think, five, six hundred million, I think. So he's already halfway to being a billionaire already. He doesn't need the UFC. All there's left to do now is, um, all he's going to, all he has to do now is, is just focus on fighting. And his legacy, money, he's straight. He doesn't need that money. But this is about legacy. This is about whether Connor was overrated or actually if he was that guy. And I told you last time when he lost uh, the first Dustin Poirier about a few months back, we had watched, we had saw the highlights that night and then we talked about it. I said, if he loot, I, I don't want to see him in the octagon again. I want to see him climb his way up the division and then earn a shot again. But he's got a he's got a back to back shot now. So it's now for darn sure the stakes or are on the line. If he loses tonight, there is no more Conor McGregor for the UFC. There isn't. He's going to retire, 
and he's going to stay retired. There's no Donald Cerrone fixer filler fight where he can just easily win and, and go out on top just to look good. None of that. No. If he loses tonight, it's done for good. Connor will be remembered for being the face of the UFC, for bringing the UFC to prominence, but then he will comfortably move on to being a businessman like he is, mm. and that's it. Well, but but if he went, but if he wins, and then I'll pass to you. If he wins, you know, that's he's still hungry. If he wins tonight, he's still hungry, and he can do it definitely. But. He's just got to prove it. Comic says, bro, if Connor doesn't win, it's going to change everything. He's probably going to fight Nate next after that. And if he does, he might lose unless it goes the distance. So, I mean, I see, and, and I, that, that, that could be true. I see Connor winning tonight. And after that, he has a chance at the title and he puts up a war. If he wins against Charles, he's going to go crazy. And then, uh, do uh do the Nate Diaz trilogy and win or lose, he's you know it's it's gonna be crazy. So, but legacy, everything's on the line for Connor. Uh, oh yeah, well, <clears throat> let me say this. You know, I'm actually gonna quote somebody that there was a UFC fighter that Connor McGregor knows very very well, and and he said something that went something like this. Let me see. I'll I'll say it to the best of my memory. <clears throat> when you fight for legacy. It different mentality. He fight for money. I fight for legacy. It's different. That was said by Khabib Nurmagomedov, and now it applies super true for McGregor. This is a legacy fight. McGregor don't need money. Conor McGregor. That's how come I think it's ridiculous. People keep asking the question: How bet does Conor still really want to be in the U? Well, obviously he wants to be in the UFC. That's like asking. That's like the equivalent of asking Tom Brady, does he need the money for football, or well, does he really just love football? Well, I mean, you know? I, I understand what they're saying because everybody wants to paint the picture that Connor got soft once he fought Mayweather. That is what everybody everybody's dying on that hill. I'm gonna be honest. I did think that, but here's what I believe really happened. If think about this, Conor McGregor becomes the double champ and doesn't fight in the UFC for two years. Two years, doesn't fight. He comes back after being two years inactive, and he fights the most one of the most dominant fighters the UFC's ever seen. Yeah, not just you know he he didn't come back. I, I me personally, I think if Conor would have come back and fought a couple of tune-up fights, like fight some lower-tier guys, some guys that Connor knows he can beat just to get him back into the repetition, then let him fight Khabib. But no, yeah. Connor beating Connor was like, no, I want Khabib right now. Right. And that was a humongous mistake. On top of that, the trash talk and everything else reached a fever pitch. I mean, it got, dude, that it, thing it, got It nasty. crossed the line. It got It nasty. crossed the line. I have yeah. never seen a press conference get so nasty my entire life. I've never seen insults that are that personal get thrown around. And then there was the whole incident with the dolly. I mean, that entire fight, the stars were aligned for Connor to get his ass whooped. That's what that it. was. That was. And like, he knew that, it. 
I feel like everybody going into that fight knew Connor's not going to win this fight. He's not going to win this fight. And I and this is just me. I hate saying this because I don't like McGregor, and here I am defending him. But I think it's worth mentioning that the dude took two years off. He took off two years. Now, do I think McGregor would have beat Khabib had he had the tune-up fights and done everything? No. I still think he would have lost only because I watched Khabib do what he did to Gaethje. I watched Khabib do what he did to Poirier, and it was freaking terrifying, especially that Gaethje fight because I had just watched uh, Justin Gaethje take Tony Ferguson's soul. And then yeah. I watch him. And then I watch Khabib take Justin's soul. And I was like, oh my God, okay. Uh, but that's another interesting conversation to have with the whole lightweight thing is like, where does Justin Gaethje fall into all of this? But we can talk about that another day. Um, but hey, yeah, I, I don't think so much the issue is Conor McGregor has quote unquote gone soft or Conor McGregor doesn't want to. Does he really want to be there? Well, yes, because he came back. Obviously, right. he wants to do this. You know, right. I, I firmly believe Conor McGregor loves fighting. I really do. I know. I mean, I've seen it. You have to love it if you're going to do it for a living. Right. Um. So personally, I, I, I this just me. I think it's kind of ridiculous. People making the case that, and I used to believe it, but now I don't that Connor got soft. I think he's still the same Connor, but I think what happened with Khabib was you took two years off, you talked hella shit, and Khabib just, he was Khabib. Khabib yeah. did his thing. Um, you know, then he gets the Cerrone fight, you know, which, like everybody says, that it was, was a... Setup. It was a yeah, setup. That, yeah, that was a filler. Let's make Connor look good. You good? Yeah, it was a little issue there. But yeah, that Cerrone fight was just like, you know, we got to make Connor look good. We got to, you know, here it is. And Cowboy, the legend he is, was basically just offered up like a sacrifice. Like a sacrifice. Um, yeah. And when it came to Poria, you know, I listened to Connor talk to Stephen A. Smith. There's a great interview. I recommend people watch it. Stephen yeah. A. did with Connor. And at one point, he said something that a lot of people are rolling their eyes at. But I, for one, think it's legit. Connor made the point in fight in the, going into the second fight that he overlooked Dustin. He didn't take him seriously because he had another training camp going that he was more dedicated to. Because if you remember, we were talking about Connor's going to fight Manny Pacquiao in the boxing ring. Yeah. You know, that, and then, of course, once Dustin knocked out McGregor, all hype for that ended right then and there. Right. So, I, I know a lot of people like, oh, that's just a lame-ass excuse. Now, look, I'm not big on excuses, but I I, I think that's a legit. I, I think it's legit to say that. I, I think... It is. I, I, I believe that's what happened in the second fight. And also, again, you had this situation where... Dustin was in the best position any fighter could be in going into the second fight. Think about it. 
No fans in the arena, so you don't have to worry about crowd noise. Right. Nobody expects you to win. Nobody was picking Dustin to win this fight, or the mm. second fight I'm talking about. Nobody picked him. So if you lose, so what? Nobody thought you were going to win. It's like whenever Alabama – well, okay, you know, I use so many uh, analogies and poking <laughs> fun at Auburn, but just to show I can be biased, I'm going to use one about Alabama. It's like whenever Bama plays UL Monroe. You know, mm. if Bama goes out there and throttles them 50 to nothing, who gives a damn? That was supposed to happen. But, you know, like the 2007 game where UL Monroe actually beat Alabama, I mean, that was huge. But they were in that position, and that was the position Dustin was in in the second fight. Nobody thought he was going to win. And, you know, except Dustin. Dustin thought he was going to win. <laughs> Uh, obviously. He did. He did. Yeah. But but now, the tables have completely done a 180. Now I feel like there's pressure. On, I know I just said earlier. I'm actually going to change my mind on something I said because now I'm thinking more and more about it. I think there's pressure on both of them. I think there's more pressure on Connor simply because he's Connor, and he's you know much bigger name. Yeah, but I mean, if Dustin loses this fight, it's not a great look. It's not, it's not a great look because then it's like you know people are talking about you know Conor McGregor. Okay, real quick, I'm gonna go on this rant. This is a rant that I've been needing to go on when it comes to UFC fans. Recency bias is a son of a bitch when it comes to UFC fans. Yes. Basically, basically what I'm saying is one fight changes everybody's opinion on a fighter. Like, after... I'll give you a prime example. When Nganu fought Miocic the second time and Nganu mm. knocked out Stipe, people are actually commenting, oh, yep, Stipe just needs to retire now. What? Really? Dude really? is in his prime. <laughs> the, the, the Stipe Miocic, who has the most title defenses of any heavyweight, the guy who just beat Daniel Cormier in a two out of three, you know, he just did that. He's one of the right. most dominant heavyweight fighters ever. But Nganu clips him one time, and he stuffed one takedown. Now, all of a sudden... And Ganu, because he stuffed one takedown, now can't be taken down. And because yeah. he was able to clip Stipe, Stipe's a bum. I, I mean, right. it, it, it's insane. And the same thing happened with this fight with Poirier, the second one. I'll go ahead and say this. Me personally, I'd bet my truck right now Conor McGregor's knocking out Dustin. Yeah. I'd bet my truck. I now firmly believe it's happening, and I'm going to tell you why. In the words of Stephen A. Smith, I said earlier, the stars were aligned perfectly for Connor to lose in the second fight. I think it's perfectly aligned for him to win in this one. Yeah. I, I really do, because I think old Connor's back. I think he's focused, and I'm going to say this. People might call me crazy. I just think Connor's a better fighter than Dustin. Sorry, and I know all the people out there, you know, 
Yeah, but McChicken hit the ground. McNugget. Look how cool I am. I said McNugget and McChicken. Ha ha. No. It is. Go ahead. I know. I, I say that. Well, maybe not better overall fighter, but I'd put Connor striking against anybody in the lightweight division. And be yeah. like, oh, you casual. No, I'm not a casual. I just watched this guy. Cold clock knock out Jose Aldo with one punch. Knocked him out. Right. That damn near killed that man. And you mentioned that to any UFC fans. Yeah, but Jose Aldo's a real champion. And, and he, he, he. Uh. Like, I love mentioning that fight. I love it. It's freaking hilarious. I watched it's him do that. I watched him bounce Eddie Alvarez's head off the ground. I watched him knock out. I mean, he's got 19 knockouts. 19. That's a shit ton of knockouts. The only person yeah. I think he fought that he didn't knock out was Nate Diaz, and that's because you need a crowbar to do that. A crowbar to kick. God, that's true. I don't, know, I don't know how Nate does it. And even in that Leon Edwards fight, like he got his ass kicked, and I'm like, how is this man still standing? Nate could have finished the fight. He had him stunned too, but you know Nate. It's I'd Nate. love to see Nate Diaz versus Tony Ferguson. That'd be like Nate the two. That that's like the two toughest sons of bitches I've ever watched. Because yeah, Justin took that man's soul, but dude, Tony ate some shots in that fight like I've never seen. The beating he yeah. took, I'm Rocky thinking. Rocky Balboa, like, yeah, no shit. Blocking with the head. Yeah, that. <laughs> but like. But like, check this, check this out to, to piggyback off what you were saying. Like, one thing, number one thing that I always tell people about Conor McGregor is that he is that like the meme. You're not that guy, pal. Conor McGregor is that guy. Like the trash talk. It's not just trash talk. He speaks it. He backs it up every single time. And when he doesn't. When he loses, what I respect about him so much is that he's willing to die on that bet. You know, if he talks that noise like he did against Nate Diaz and he lost to Nate that first time, he manned up, took responsibility, handled it, came back, and got him back. You know, he, I know he understood the consequences of what he did, got cocky, you know, right, Dana's right-hand man, top bread money maker. And, you know, just got overconfident, definitely overstepped his bounds with Khabib and the rest of the fighters, you know, the Dolly incident, of course. But that he paid his price when uh, Khabib did him in and he really got humbled. And so um, he had to own up to that, too. And he did. There's nothing he could do about that except own up to it. And now, you know, that first that second Poirier fight when he comes in, he's humbled, you know, he's very humble, you know, and things like that. He, he, that doesn't work for Connor. Connor was not very confident that first fight. He was too humble. And I don't, that just doesn't work for Connor. That's not who he is. He's always been the trash talking bravado. You know what I'm saying? And he backed it up. That's, and that's really, and I'm not, and I, and, and I'm not racially stereotyping or, or culturally stereotyping, but that's who Irish people are at the heart of. You talk about nations, the heart of nations, 
they it's a reason why they call them the fighting Irish. The Irish are built like that. It's in their DNA. It's in their blood. They talk the most noise and they will back it up. They fight. This is what they do in the heart of every Irish person. You know, and I'm and that's embedded in their culture. That's why they rally so much around Connor, because he literally is the spirit of Ireland. And so you take it back to the Chad Mendez fight when it was marketed as the America versus Ireland type deal. Chad was supposed to be, you know, the one American fighter who was gonna, you know, who was gonna step up to the Irish takeover because, you know. He said, we're not here to take part. We're here to take over. Connor was on a train ride and he couldn't be stopped. So maybe Chad would have been that guy. That fight was marketed that way. They even had the entrances come out with the different singers and the American flag. And then Connor came out to the Irish anthem had, you know, all, and this whole, all of Ireland was in Las Vegas. Like, and that momentum right there, like that was, re- I think that was one of the most greatest wars I've ever seen Connor McGregor get in. But he was he was he was about it. And so I think tonight is going to be that same thing. I think tonight is going to be that real spirit of like all of Ireland will be riding with Connor tonight at at T-Mobile Arena. And it's not going to be a game. It's going to be dead serious. And Dustin said the first fight that he got caught up in that aura around, you know, Connor. And he's like, I don't I just don't see that aura anymore. Okay, when you get in that octagon and you got. The Irish, oh, hey, oh, hey. Just, you know, that energy changes in that room so quick. And that's when Connor. I think that's worth mentioning, too, that the second fight, there weren't any fans there. There weren't any fans there. So, I mean, again, you had that playing to advantage Dustin. Yeah. He's not distracted. He's not caught up in all the hype. But Connor's back. The man said he's going to make you pay. And so I think Connor understood the mistakes he made. He learned. He's been humbled. And look, to your point about the people on Facebook who really act like they know jack squat about MMA when they really don't know fighting and the reason the recency bias, like, okay, everybody gets knocked out. I'm sorry, everybody hits the and gets rocked, whether they win all the time or they lose. Everyone who steps into the octagon is going to get knocked or rocked at some point. It's going to happen. I don't care who the fighter is. Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, uh, Anderson, so all, the, all the greats, Jose Aldo, they've all been rocked. They all have. So I'm like, well, Khabib is the rare case where, you know, he, he actually went out on top and didn't have a touch on him. So that's a rare case. But for the most part, majority of all the other greats that these people put over McGregor, they've all seen the canvas before. They've all seen felt experienced loss before. So you them them making fun of Connor for, you know, McChicken's gonna tap out or he's gonna go to sleep. Okay. He put Nate Diaz TKO. He bodied at Eddie Alvarez with a four piece chicken nugget. One, two, three, four, bow. Hey. Bodied hey. it. This man got in the octagon with the most dominant featherweight champion of all time. Of all time. And knocked him out in one round. One and round. I love so much. Like y- y- You can almost just feel 
Like my own ass starts to hurt sometimes feeling the butt hurt coming from them. When I start listening to them, one person on Facebook actually went as far as to say, well, how'd they word it? And I'm like, oh my God. They were like, because they were just trying to discredit every win Connor's ever had. And they're like, yeah, he beat Aldo clean, but come on, Aldo was champ for so long. He was tired. And I actually responded, oh, he was tired. Did he not get his eight hours of sleep last night? Did he not take his medicine? Like, really? You're going to go like that is the most pathetic thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, it's like, listen, you can. this is what people need to know. You can hate somebody. Credit. See, because I don't like Connor at all. I don't like him. I think, you know, I think he's a pompous, arrogant prick. And I think what he did with the whole Khabib thing, that was unacceptable. That's not what this sport should be about. And I also lost respect for Dana for using that incident as fight hype. That should not have happened. And I think Dana acting shocked whenever Khabib jumped out of the octagon. Like, what the hell was supposed to happen? Did anybody really think that Connor and Khabib were going to shake hands after the fight? Are you kidding me? Like, what fantasy? Like, we were past trash talk. Like, way past past. that. Way past that. All right, so there's that, but I, even though I don't like McGregor, these are some things you can't take away from the guy. The first and most obvious being he's the biggest star this sport has ever seen. It's not even close. It's not even close. Now, before anybody out there gets super butthurt and triggered, I'm not saying he's the best to ever do it. I'm just saying from a popularity standpoint, nobody can touch him. Nobody can touch him. And people are like, oh, that's just because the casuals. No, it's because people like watching knockouts. And I know all my jiu-jitsu enthusiasts out there are going to be pissed off. But, you know, to the average person, they want to watch somebody get KO'd. That's nobody trying to see two, right, anybody trying to see two guys on the ground wrestling twist all the time. A submission yeah. is But for the most part, we're not trying to see two guys slither around each other on the ground for about now see me personally i enjoy all aspects of mma even the grappling on the ground like if you understand like what's happening there the jujitsu the defense yeah yeah. but i can understand how some know anything about jujitsu wouldn't find that entertaining it's the same way with soccer um but i mean it's just it's so pathetic the way so many people just hate on Connor. They want to take everything away from him. The reason so many people enjoy watching Connor's fights, somebody's going to get knocked out. I mean, in every yeah. single fight except the second fight against Diaz, it's ended. It's it's had a finish. The fight has had a finish. Yeah. So, and that's what people want to see. Now, yeah, there's rare exceptions where you have fights that go the distance and they're all-time classics, McGregor and Diaz being one of them uh mcgregor mcgregor uh mcgregor uh mendez yeah but i think all of his fights were classic i don't think that fight went the distance though he finished him oh oh i thought oh never mind i thought you were talking about in terms of like stoppage never mind okay i was talking talking about about fights well the second mcgregor fight with diaz that wasn't a stoppage that was a unanimous decision yeah um but 
Connor's got a fun style to watch. I mean, give the man credit. His stance, everything about him, the way he throws strikes, he is a very unique way of fighting. And it's fun to watch. It really is. I'm not going to lie. Even though I can't stand Connor, am I going to watch the next McGregor fight? Hell yeah. I'm going to watch all of them. Absolutely. And honestly, dude, tonight it's a win-win for me. This is a win-win situation because I'm either going to get to watch McGregor cry or I'm going to get to watch the McGregor haters make up excuses for Dustin. Yeah. One of them's going to happen. One of them is going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to need now, you to send screenshots of everything that somebody says tonight if, if Connor wins. Oh, dude, I'm going to screenshot it and I'm just going to laugh. I'm going to go, so, I'm going to troll so hard. My goal is going to be to get kicked out of the group. Like, I want to be kicked out because, like, I've had it up to here with these stupid bastards. And it's like, no, I'm going for the jugular. I'm going for the jugular. I love commenting under stuff like, yeah, I bet you'd say this shit to his face, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, you would call but him Mc... You'd call him McChicken to his face. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Yeah. That's the thing about keyboard warriors. Everyone can talk noise about someone behind the screen, but you, you, you're not stepping in that octagon with Connor. You're not stepping in the octagon with Dustin or any of those guys for that matter. Cause like, it's, it's just crazy. But what, what did Tom Brady always say? What did he say about the NFL? He said, it's not about what you did. It's the, it's the what have you done for me lately kind of lead. That's what, and it's the same thing. The same situation applies here. What if you, nobody, I mean, yes, of course we care about the past accomplishments of these fighters. I care about what does, they were playing. I was at Lodi last night in downtown at the bar with a buddy watching, uh, uh, they had Gaethje and Dustin on the screen, uh, from that first war they had is, does that fight matter? Yes, it does. Does it look great on on Poirier's resume and Gaethje's resume as a as a great uh, fight? Yeah, yeah, of course. But will people be caring about that when it comes down to the next fight? No, we will reference it because we know what they're capable of. But it's a "what have you done for me lately" kind of job for Dustin. It's great. What have you done for me lately, Dustin? Let's ask that question. Well. You gave a war against Gaethje, you brawler, you put Conor McGregor to sleep, and you had a chance. You have a chance to be a, a future champion. So, boom, that easy question of what have you done now, McGregor? What have you done for me lately? You left the UFC a double champ, fought Mayweather, major uh, whiskey brand, the top selling brand. Back two years later, uh, lost to Khabib lost to Poirier and you haven't won a fight since, but we know how great you are and how great you can be, which is why you still have one more chance. So what have you done for me lately, Connor? Connor hasn't done much for the UFC lately. So it's time to renew his bill. Well, he hasn't done much for himself. For himself. Yeah. It's time. It's time for him to pay the bill. It's time for him to do it again for us UFC fans. It's time for him to bring back what he brought to the UFC to begin with. It's that time. It's just do. It's do or die tonight. It's legacy. 
What are you going to do? What have you done for me lately? If he delivers a knockout, that ought to, that, that'll keep him in the talk for for until he fights again. That'll keep him in. If he wins the championship, oh, we'll talk. You know, so, I mean, it's a what have you done for me lately kind of thing. So that's mm-hmm. that's what it is. And I think Con I think Connor's gonna do it. I got it I, I got it going in the second round. I think the first round is gonna be a little bit of a feel out. Uh I don't think Connor's gonna come out very aggressive tonight. I mean, yeah, he's gonna come out aggressive, but not in the first round, is what I mean. He's not gonna come out in the first round super aggressive because Connor's conditioning isn't always wasn't always known for being the best, but I think he's improved on that from what we've seen in the training videos, but I got, I got it being a second round KO or a second round TKO. So um, yeah, Connor tonight, second round. If it goes beyond that, if it goes to the third or fourth, we're in for a war. So if it goes beyond that, we're in for a war and this is going to, it's going to be crazy, but I got him going in the second. Got I, him got, the second. I got Connor McGregor knocking out Dustin inside of two minutes. Two minutes. Inside of two minutes, Conor McGregor is going to knock Dustin Poirier out. Mystic Mac, predict these things. <laughs> yep, two I'm minutes. saying it. Dude, get this. I just pulled this up because I was curious. I got the top ten all time, and this is as of June 2021. The top ten highest uh, UFC pay-per-view sales of all time. Are you ready to hear this? What's that? Are you ready to just have your mind blown? Conor McGregor has seven of these. Seven. That's crazy. So of the top ten highest pay-per-views ever, Conor has seven of them. Aldo versus McGregor, uh, 1.2 million buys. Alvarez versus McGregor, 1.3 million. D... 1.317 1.317 million Cerrone fight 1.353 Diaz versus McGregor 2 and Poirier versus McGregor 2 both did 1.6 Khabib versus McGregor did 2.4 million buys mm. the only fights that are not McGregor that are in the top 10 is let's see we got Usman versus Masvidal but that was only because that was the first UFC fight with fans in the arena yeah in over a year and that entire card was stacked like the whole card yes. was crazy uh yeah brock lesnar versus frank Mir. yeah that was because it was brock lesnar uh, which you want to talk about somebody that's overhyped brock lesnar prime example Dang. of someone that's overhyped i like brock lesnar but i mean he's like i think his record is like five and three and then his last fight against Mark Hunt that he won, he had to forfeit that one because he uh, got caught taking testosterone uh, boosters and estrogen blockers. Which, I don't understand why he didn't just identify as transgender. He could have done that and got away with it. Ah. Hey, that's, just, that's, just... that's messed up. <laughs> that's messed up. But no, nah, dude, I got... To close this out, I got the return of the king coming tonight. People don't want to hear it. I got I got Connor knocking out 
Dustin inside of two minutes in the very first round. Yeah. Book it. Book it. That's we all I got. Yeah. We're going to see. We are going to see. So you're watching it at the wharf, right? Right. The wharf down in Gulf Shores. Okay. Yeah, the place make... with the that place with the bougie ass uh, movie theater that you about had a conniption over. Oh yeah, oh yeah, with the fat Ferris wheel. Like, oh my goodness, that was hilarious. <laughs> y'all got that y'all the... got a fair. <laughs> that was the biggest flex I'd ever seen on a movie theater to this day. That was the biggest flex. That was a big flex, and it was a nice one too. I'm like, wow. Yeah. But yeah, bro. This yeah, is a great one, dude. Absolutely. I can't wait to watch the fight tonight. I need a Heineken. I need popcorn. And I'll be set. I'll be set for sure. Oh, yeah. But thanks for tuning in to J House Podcast Radio Peeps. Thanks for everyone for tuning in on IG Live. Follow us on IG at J House underscore comics. Twitter at J House uh vero at j house comics and subscribe to our youtube channel at j house as well and go to www.com to check out this podcast episode and others we will catch you guys later man peace peace thank you for joining this has been another edition of j house radio